0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Community Conversations. We're happy you can join us today, and we're extra happy to have the guests that we're uh, we're joined with today. Um, you know, anybody who's been watching the news lately knows that education has been in a bit of a crisis, and that that students certainly since the pandemic, but even since long before, have, have had a very difficult journey to uh, uh, to take in their attempts to get an education. Now, imagine doing that uh, when you're new to this country, when you're a refugee to this country, and what that journey might be like. Um, Today's guest, we've got somebody here who's recognized that as an issue and uh, has got a group together called uh, the New American Scholars, um, which is addressing some of the challenges that uh, the refugee population faces. So I'm pleased to be joined by Rhea Patel, Hi there, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And why don't, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself first? Uh, it seems like you might be a student yourself. I am. Excellent. And where do you go to school?
1: I go to Phillips Exeter Academy. I'm a rising junior. I am 16 years old, and I started New American Scholars um, almost a year ago now when I was 15.
0: Wow. And, and what is uh, New American Scholars?
1: So, New American Scholars is a nonprofit group that is dedicated to advancing the education of refugee children. We want to ease the educational and social um, move here to our country and do this through peer-to-peer education that is highly personalized to help best cater to our students. We use our peer-to-peer program so we can build trust, confidence, and a sense of belonging and community within our students so that they feel like they belong here in New Hampshire.
0: Excellent. And so peer-to-peer, what do, what does that mean? For,
1: so we buy. use we use students of similar age to oh. teach our we use we use peers, excuse me, of similar age to teach our students to sort of form friendships and bonds. There there's a lot of due to the nature of Refugee camps and the traumatic experience they had on their way here. There is obviously a Sort of innate fear of adults and for good reason and we hope that by building connections between equal like a mutual respect sort in a mutual respectful sort of environment Mm -hmm. we can foster a sense of community belonging friendship and let those Let that respect and um, belonging grow and keep our refugee communities in New Hampshire.
0: All right. So, well, how did this idea come about?
1: So this idea really came about, I want to say around the fall of 2020 is when it really started. I was enrolling in Phillips Exeter Academy in the midst of the COVID pandemic and the lockdown. Going to (laughs) Yeah. Going to a new school, meeting new people and feeling disconnected from my fellow students, teachers. It really was a new and alien experience. It was hard for me to get to know my peers and find support during those times. At the end of 2021, the 2020-2021 school year, that was my freshman year, I expressed these frustrations to my mom. So my mom is an immigrant. She came here from India when she was five. and she had felt the same way that I had during the COVID pandemic. She felt isolated, communication barriers really prevented her from asking for help when she needed it. Mm. And together we sort of realized that our mirrored experiences paint a bigger picture and pose a bigger question of how are refugee students faring with all of these pre-existing barriers and now COVID added to it, how are they doing? through school, during online schooling. And so I reached out. I reached out to local organizations to see if I could meet with some of these kids and sort of assess and see how I could help. And I did. All through that summer, summer of 2021, I tutored kids at the Concord Public Library from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., wow. Monday through Fridays. Uh-huh. I By the end of the summer, I had tutored um, 11 kids I didn't have any wow. help so we put them into small groups mm-hmm. so based on level and not age that way we could best personalize um, their topics so that everything was as as relevant as it could be to maximize um, what they would get out of our sessions mm-hmm. and I saw incredible growth I saw a growth in their confidence they were afraid of not having friends coming into the, the new school year But with our groups, they all made friends within the group and they had, they were excited to start high school with already a preformed group of friends. I had seen, they were very, very smart. Mm -hmm. They picked up topics incredibly fast and it was incredible to watch how they had grown. The saddest part about that though, was given that I was just one person and I only had so much time, I had to turn down several students there were Mm -hmm. kids that i couldn't take because i didn't have the room i didn't have the space and i didn't have the time and that really broke my heart so Mm -hmm. come september i decided that i should never have to turn down a kid again Mm -hmm. so i founded new american scholars so that i could rally support get more tutors out here and reach as many kids as we can i want to Make sure that every refugee family knows that we are here for them and their children and we are ready to help. Right. Since then, last since then, we have grown immensely. We haven't even <laughs> come up on our first year anniversary. And this summer so far, we have sixty five kids. Oh wow. We've expanded. Not we're not only in Concord anymore, in mm-hmm. Manchester, Nashua, and the Seacoast. We amazing. have Twenty-some tutors. We have student educators. We have licensed ESL professionals. The growth that we've seen is incredible, and I think it speaks volumes to the need that already exists.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And you know, I think you've already kind of alluded to it a little bit, um, you know, right from the start, you know, in explaining what the organization is. But you know, why is there a need for the work that uh, New American Scholars? does, and, and you know, in particular, what are the special challenges that, you know, that um, refugee students face? So I, you know, you've already mentioned that you know, adults uh, can sometimes present a challenge for some of these kids because of the situations that they've escaped from, or English as a second language. So, so what are some of those particular st- uh, challenges, and how does uh, New American Scholars really kind of help um, overcome them?
1: So I think it's important that before we talk about the challenges that these students face, that we recognize that refugee children have been denied many of the joys of a typical childhood. Um, They have shown incredible resilience and courage um, in the face of horrible atrocities, such as um, war, violence, famine, abuse, neglect, loss of loved ones, and having been torn away from their community. And because of this, many refugee children have had a disruption in their education or have lost access to it for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And according to the interna- according to international law, refugees under the age of 18 um, are entitled to an education, but there's a huge gap between policy and practice. Right. In fact, the UNHCR reports that only 50% of elementary school refugee elementary school aged refugee children and only 22 percent of secondary school aged refugee children are enrolled in school at all Wow. and I think it speaks to the barriers that these children face with the lack of schooling overseas translates to an even more problems here when they resettle and many kids having missed several years in education are misplaced our education system places kids Based on age, rather than, um, rather than accommodating for the years that they had missed. Mm-hmm. So many kids find themselves either overplaced with the work being too hard, or underplaced with the work not being challenging enough. And so that's and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Right. On top of that, they have to face um, language barriers, xenophobia, bullying, new peer groups, different cultural norms, a new teaching style, and feeling disconnected from. An entirely new place while they grapple with trauma.
0: Right.
1: New American Scholars hopes that through peer-to-peer education we can make them feel connected to the New Hampshire community. Make them. F- we want to welcome them with open arms and we want to be able to be someone that they can confide in. Even in our sessions we could talk about social issues or problems they're having at school and work through them on a level in which they feel that their tutor understands them. And I believe that is incredibly beneficial to building social confidence and connection and trust. And I think that these touch points are what they need to gain the structural support that they lacked.
0: That's amazing, and you know, looking at uh, the way you're looking at education, looking at it holistically, that isn't just, you know, where are you at on this one specific subject, it's a whole interrelated sort of thing, where somebody may know math, but when English is your second or third or fourth language. How can you show that in the classroom? Right, it becomes very, very difficult. And then, you know, add on top of that the trauma that you may have experienced, the trauma of just being in a new location with people who don't understand where you have been and what you've been through. Um, So that, um, you know, that's a huge challenge to take on. But I imagine, you see some success and you've already alluded to that in you know, you're talking about those first 11 kids, but, but what are, you know, give me one or a couple of your favorite success stories so far.
1: There are many, but one that stands out to me in particular is the story of seven-year-old Brenda. She, she and I were working together and she was drawing a picture of her and her family using crayons, and markers, It was absolutely adorable, but when it was time to clean up, she was asked to write her name on the paper, and as I peered over her shoulder, I noticed that not only was she writing her letters backwards, but she was writing her words right to left. Mm. And so it gave me a bit of pause, made me wonder, you know, has this gone undetected in the classroom? Mm. Had anybody really noticed this? So I sat down with her, and I began to go through the alphabet. At first she was a little embarrassed. She had a fear of being judged by the kids next to her, but it very quickly, that fear very quickly dissipated. And it only took us 10 minutes and she had written the alphabet perfectly on her own. Incredible. And so I asked her to write her name again and this time she did it perfectly. And she was so excited. Her eyes lit up. She had the biggest grin on her face. She was practically bouncing up and down and she was so enthralled that she took her piece of paper, grabbed another marker and began writing her mom's name. And then her dad's. Mm -hmm. And then the names of her brothers, her sisters, her friends, her teachers, her neighbors, Mm -hmm. neighbors' pets, anyone she knew, and the next thing you know, her whole paper it's filled with names in every margin you could barely see the picture and that just really to me drove home the importance of the work that we did I, or were doing. Something seemingly so small can have such a large impact on a child's life, and it was amazing i, I was I was quite literally speechless <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt you might have created the next novelist. She's throwing out a whole page. And <laughs> but that's, uh, you know, again, um, that peer to peer sort of thing and people building up confidence, that seems to be a real driving force behind what you do is that kind of a correct that sort of thing. That is true.
1: We see, like you had mentioned before, not being able to prove that you know the math in the classroom mm-hmm. due to English barriers, it often makes them feel less confident in themselves that I'm just not smart enough or I am just not adequate enough or I'm not good enough to be a good student and and it's honestly heartbreaking because when you do sit down and you break through some of these barriers you realize how quickly they pick up subjects how smart they are but they had never been really given the chance to prove it due to pre-existing barriers and seeing and it is honestly an honor to be able to be a person in their lives to build up their confidence.
0: No doubt about it. So, you know, as this new school year approaches, and obviously you're going to be heading back to school, but, but what's next for the organization? How uh, We've heard a, a, quite a bit about the you know, experience over the summer here, but what, what's coming up for the organization as school gets underway?
1: So we've had a very busy summer, but we're just wrapping up our summer program and we're wrapping up our New American Scholars Intensive Program. So in September, we're going to be launching the Study Buddy Program where a refugee student is paired up with a peer or near-peer mentor who will support them throughout the academic school year. So these buddies will meet um, online virtually two times a week or so where the student can receive help with homework and projects so we can edit their papers and provide that sense of social support even when we're not in session in the summer. Um, We're going to be working on integrating as well an adaptive learning platform that uses artificial intelligence to help and machine learning to help adapt a learning path that best fits our students. We're going to be converting this platform. We're going to be converting to this platform in our summer next year and until then we'll be we'll be forging partnerships with local businesses and nonprofits and schools, whoever we can to help bring quality education to these kids. And that being said, if you're a business or organization that touches refugee families and refugee children, or even if you have a neighbor, just let them know that we're here and we'd love to help. And we would love to involve you in our program. Please reach out to us.
0: Excellent. And how, how could somebody reach out here? You know, how can someone get involved? There's
1: a lot of ways to get involved. You can visit our website, first of all, Uh at newamericanscholars.org. We have a big page there. You can find almost everything you need to know. We would love to have you as a student tutor, um, even adults, if you would love, we're putting together a teacher board to help aid our um, tutors in creating a better education structure and a better um, holistic scope. Curriculum mm-hmm. and we would love your help. We need drivers, we need um, space, of course. Any drivers, way you can, I've yeah. learned
0: that's a very it important is. thing that, especially when you're meeting peer groups, that say, for example, in Concord, here that a lot of refugee students live up There's- on the heights, but the library is, is uh, downtown if the heights branch isn't open. So, drivers.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree. That was also a struggle we had last summer. Really? Yes. I, I think there's always been a shortage of drivers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no doubt, but, but it sounds like there's a lot of different there's opportunities. There's so many ways that ways.
1: anyone can help and everything counts. I mean, seeing the impact that you make is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think that it takes all of us to build a strong community. It takes all of us to make them feel like they are to here in New Hampshire with open arms.
0: Excellent, I think those are some really good words to close by. So Rhea, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. And what was that website one more time?
1: Newamericanscholars.org. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate the time to be able to talk about the work that we do and the importance of refugee education here in New Hampshire.
0: No doubt. And I, you know, I think Concord is very, very proud of being an open community and of our refugee community. And we're so excited to have so many refugees here and all the, uh, all the ways that they basically uh, make, our, make our community better. They really do. So thank you so much for what you do good luck at school year. Thank you. And good luck to all your students, all your peers uh, for their school year. We wish you lots of success. And of course, we'd love to hear from you again at some point to see how things are going and how the program is expanding. So thanks for coming in. And of course, thanks all of you for joining us on Community Conversations. Of course, you can hear us on uh, our podcast as well, on any of your major podcast subscribing uh, locations. So until next time, thank you.